Welcome to Relatable. This is your host, Teresa Freeman. Luke and Megan are back for round two. I think both parents and students will enjoy this episode. You'll hear some real-time kid mom banter. Sadly for me, I think Luke might win. (laughs) I appreciate that these two are willing to open up and bravely answer all of my questions about social and academic pressure, what's happening with sports, friend groups, and even driving. Enjoy this episode. about me okay um well i'm out of ideas <laughs> so i mean I, I, I like your necklace <laughs> thank you thank you megan i appreciate that you, you can't see what is your favorite meal if you were to construct your favorite meal what would it be i don't know are you like a spaghetti person are you a tortellini like a steak tortellini salad bread yeah you're literally constructing her own meals. You're not even letting her I know. <laughs> Bread, meal, meat, chicken, spaghetti. All right, let her construct the meal. Okay, construct the meal. Sorry. Um, <laughs> tortellini Alfredo. Ooh. That's that would be it. Particular. Yeah. Can you make it? Yeah. Are you a good cook? Yeah, I can cook. What do you like to cook? I like making pasta stuff. Pasta is easy to cook. Yeah. Yeah. And it tastes good. So I mean. It's an easy outlet. So, um, you asked where Missy was. She so um, her daughter Brandon is really into gymnastics, and is like this great gymnast. And they went to New York for like this big meet. Okay. So. That's so why isn't she here? <laughs> <laughs> she has more important things to do. Yeah. Um, Megan and Luke, welcome back. Thank you. <laughs> so excited to have you back for round two. Absolutely. And you, you know you have a four-year contract, so you have to come back for round three yes! and four. Yes. So excited. <laughs> I can't <Pumped>. wait. <laughs> uh, no, I so appreciate you coming back and talking with me and on your birthday. Absolutely. Luke Freeman. Absolutely. That's kind of exciting. Yeah. Happy, happy birthday to you. Thank you. Sweet 16. In case I forget to say it later. Mm. Sweet 16. Yeah. No big plans, though. No big plans. I mean, it's a Tuesday, and we have school the next day, so I can't really do any big plans, but, you know. That's true. We'll, we, we'll work. We'll, we'll work. work with it. I think that Dad's gonna chef up wings mm-hmm. from scratch, which Luke loves. Maybe a little. We were just talking about meals. A little side of potatoes. Get a little bit off track. Let's keep going. Now. <laughs> oh, you're getting us back on track. Oh, absolutely. All right. So first, I wanted to talk about the podcast last year. Yeah. And it was like early in my run doing this, so I've learned a lot. Absolutely. From uh, from having. I've experienced. I know you've you've experienced it firsthand, but yeah. I've had I think now like 24, 25 interviews. Hmm. which is pretty cool and um, we've learned with the mic situation so hopefully the audio in this one will be a little bit better yeah. and they'll all, we'll all be able to hear one you each <laughs> one instead of two yeah. one instead of two exactly so I'm just curious because one of the things that um, and I don't know if we talked about this much last time but one of my goals was hoping that people like because last year we talked more about going from eighth to ninth so, so that depending on where you are like there were certain episodes that would be relevant to you uh, and you assured me, Luke Freeman, that, that kids would listen to podcasts, but I don't think they really listen to podcasts. They do. 
Do they sometimes? They do sometimes, yeah. Do you? Yeah. You do listen to I them? I do sometimes. Every once in a while. Every once in a while. So uh, I'm just curious. I had a lot of parents reach out to me after listening to it um, and just letting me know that they thought it was really good and they thought, you know, really they were impressed with how honest you both were because that's not always easy when you're in yeah. this kind of environment. So I want to just thank you again for that. But I'm just curious if you add any of your friends listen, if anybody talked to you about it or what your experience was like doing it in case other people might want to do it. I mean, it's kind of nice to get it all out, like, be able to talk about it somewhere. Mm-hmm. Because, like, sometimes all the emotions and, like, stuff like that, you just, it just bottles up, and it's sometimes nice to talk about it. That's one thing I learned. Just to be have an outlet? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I what, would agree with that. Yeah. Just having open conversation. I think sometimes um, people y- your age, I mean, actually, it happens a lot with adults, too, but um, people don't really communicate with each other about this stuff and so they think they're alone or that they don't have similar feelings of stress or anxiety Mm -hmm. yeah so it's interesting because I interviewed another friend of ours um, their daughter Sterling who's a junior and she's um, they live in Maryland and I don't know it was interesting because I think for her I'm not sure how much she was saying hey go listen to this (laughs) yeah (laughs) so you're not really self-promoting I'm guessing did you tell people to yeah, listen I told to it? We would go listen to it. You did? Yeah. Did they listen? Yeah. And what'd they say? They said it was good. They did? Yeah. Yeah, I told my friends about it and they thought it was cool that I was doing it. Yeah. yeah. And here's another thing it can go on your college application. Oh, absolutely. I'm serious. It's something uh-huh. like, yeah. See, so really, I'm just helping you're support just helping your future. Out. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Just helping us out. All right. So we're now in sophomore year. Absolutely. And you guys are all mature and I'm sure you have such sage advice having been through <laughs> your freshman year. Um, Throwing half a centimeter. We're still going strong. Let's do it. <laughs> so, Megan, I'm going to start with you because this one keeps talking. Um, tell me about sophomore year. What's different this year than last year? There's not that much different. I like my classes more this year. Yeah. For just because I knew what I wanted more this year. Mm-hmm. But overall, it's pretty much the same. I just feel more conf- confident in my ability to like manage my time and mm-hmm. being able to complete tasks. So... And the courses, is that something that you picked on your own? Was that a discussion that you had with your parents? I know you have an older sister, so that might help too in terms of she's taken things or I don't know if you all have similar interests or take the same types of classes. But tell me a little bit about that process, like how you selected your classes for this year. Um, my sister helped a lot with that because she like, told me what classes I should not take because she took them and hated them. Mm-hmm. So I kind of listened to her with that, but she told me not to take some of my classes and I took them anyways. <laughs> Do I regret it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise though, like you're empowered. It's not like your parents are overly involved in what yeah. you're picking. No, they help a little, but they just want me to do what I want to do. Yeah. So. What about you? What would you say is different? I'd, I'd say the courses are the main difference for me. So, I mean, instead of bio and geometry, we're taking algebra and chemistry, mm-hmm. which I'm definitely stronger in algebra and chemistry. Mm. So, I mean, the courses are a little bit easier for me. And, you know, I love the electives that I'm doing. So, uh, school's just been pretty much easier this year. Yeah, you've had a much better yeah, run. Absolutely. Academically. And I would say for you, just because I'm close to it and I can I see you I think you are much more self-motivated this yeah. year so what do you think I think that's interesting like what there's a, that self 
yeah, like what's the difference? Like what is it what what is it about this year that you're more motivated to do well? Well, I started like at first I was kind of nervous going into this year seeing like maybe I get worse grades than I did last year, but it was the exact opposite. And once I started to see those A's and B's, I wanted to keep them like that. So I keep, you know, I motivated myself to keep up to that standard. I would also say, you tell me if I'm wrong, that your friend group is pretty motivated. Oh, absolutely. And so, and you're pretty competitive. Yeah. Um, and would you say that's I've, a factor? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, I, I'm pretty competitive myself, as you know. Yeah. And, you know, when someone's doing better, I want to do better than them. Which, I mean, it's pretty hard when you're friends with a kid who wants to go to UVA, which is on that track. Yeah. And, you know, I have, like, two or three friends that want to go to UVA I have that are working really hard to get there. I mean, I have a couple, like, all my friends are really smart, and I've, like, surrounded myself with really good people, which I'm trying to keep up with and trying to, you know, keep up with them. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good thing. And for you, I know academics were more, when we talked about this last year, like, you were more, I think, clearer on that or had, like, better vision but it's it seemed like it came a little bit easier to you or that the focus was there last year too yeah it's I really self-motivate with grades because if I get like a certain grade and I don't want that grade like a C or something then I push myself harder to get the A that I want so like if I have the option to get like a tutor or something I'll do it mm -hmm. so i also, my friends are very motivational, and they're really inspiring to me because they all try really hard, and they help me try really hard. So, That's nice. Yeah. I think you can't really, you know, in terms of that friend group and how important it is to pick people that are motivating yeah. and that help you be better. Um, right? Because I think that's important, and not everyone thinks about that when they're selecting their friend group. Absolutely. And I would say, like, you... I don't know, like in terms of your last year into this year, um, I would say mid-year maybe is when you found this group of people, right? So, um, mm, I'm trying to think. Yeah. So it's, I think for I him, think October was the first time we hung out. Always. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think for people that are maybe not in the group they want to be in as they're going into high school, or even if you're in high school, it's not like that can't change, right? Oh, yeah. It's going to change. It's probably going to change next year, too. Right. Just Like, it just depends. But, you know, I'm really happy with the group I'm with now, so I'm going to try and keep those bonds till you know, the end of high school. But, right. you know, high school, as high school changes, people change, and, you know, I could be with a completely different group of friends next year. We'll, we'll just have to see. Time tells. And would you say that the group, like, I remember for us, like, when it was freshman year and sophomore year, the group was pretty small, and then I felt like... As you get to your junior year, there's more like common experiences and the like friend common groups. parties. Mm -hmm. Yeah, parties, but I just think socially it's less segmented. Like yeah. I feel like freshman sophomore year, it's pretty like these. Are, this is your core group, and these are the people you talk to and hang out with. But then as you get, and you might even be seeing it now in tenth grade, but that 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 gets bigger and bigger, right? In terms of because you have more classes mm -hmm. with people, or you start yeah. to create relationships through other activities. I or, think I think so. I think you'll have your core like friend group well yeah. I don't know because I'm not a junior or senior but <laughs> right now I'm thinking oh, I think there's going to be a core friend group for next year Yeah. but then that we'll just hang out with probably like from weekend to weekend but then I think there's going to probably be a bigger group that we hang out for like holidays like Party. Halloween or Christmas or Easter just depending like breaks yeah. and stuff exactly yeah yeah, yeah. Um, 
And is that you still have the same group? Because I remember last year you said that your you carried your group from middle school, right? So like, yeah, are from you still school? I still have the same core group of friends, but I've definitely expanded. Yeah. Because I met a lot of new people at my high school. Yeah. So yeah, I have like different groups of people that I hang out with. So he does too, I think, and that's that's I like that. Yeah, too. you have your school friends and you have your out of school friends, if you know it. Like, because sometimes mm-hmm. you don't have classes with your really close friends. Yeah. So you have to you know adapt and uh, meet new people, and when you meet new people, those are probably pretty much your school friends. Yeah. And you have your other friends too. Yeah. Excellent. So then let's talk about. Um, sort of challenges like we talked last year about social and academic challenges so I'm curious how that's changed this year so you both talked about academics being a little bit easier in terms of you know more what you're good at or what you like to do and so you pick those things so maybe academically it's working better or you're feeling more connected and it's you're being successful there tell me about any type of social pressure that you feel so as I've expanded my group I wouldn't say I've cut people out of it. It's it's hard to make time for everyone. Because, mm-hmm. like, you know, I want to hang out with these four people, but at the same time I want to hang out with these seven people that are, you know, girls and guys while the other one's just guys. And I want to make time for both of them, but it's really hard to. But at the same time, I don't want to lose their friendships, and I don't want to lose their friendships. So I'm trying my best to, you know, you know, be with both of them. Like you don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you? Do you have any similar mm, pressures? Or? Not really. I don't... You yeah. don't have that... Yeah. Your group is your group and you guys are pretty tight. Yeah. What about some of the stuff we talked about last year with just like... Um, I mean, Luke and I talk about this a lot. I don't know how much you do with your parents, but just on like sort of the partying scene. Are you still not... Like there is groups of people in your grade that are partying, right? Already. Yeah. 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 And so is that yet something that you're dealing with or no. not really... Not really. Like, I've been to a few parties, but, like, yeah, it's not that big of a deal. No. Not not any of the guys in my group. Maybe the girls in my group, but not any right, of the guys. Right, right. And, look, I don't think, look, I mean, it's going to happen, right, eventually, or you're going to just have those op- opportunities. I'm curious about, like, you know, when I talked with Sterling, you know, she's an athlete. You're an athlete, but he's an athlete. So, you know, having, being an athlete, there's, she was talking about, it was a, opportunity to say no I'm I'm in season right now so like I can't you know like yeah you can't party when you're in season because if you find out then you're you're right and so there's ways to say no without you having to be like oh yeah no I don't do that right or that you'd be like oh sorry my family's in town blah 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 like there's tons of excuses you could put out to like you know if you didn't want to do it yeah exactly yeah I'm interested to see I think another thing is I don't think people would care be quite honest if it's like mm-hmm. a huge party and you say you can't go I don't think it's going to be the biggest deal to them right unless it's like your best friend then I understand but if it's not then I wouldn't worry about it too much yeah well and I think too like um you said this summer I think will be interesting because everybody starts to get their licenses and oh you yeah have this summer is going to be a make or break in terms of that right yeah. like exposure to those kind of things and how you handle it yeah. so maybe next year when we talk there'll be more good rich stories about why are you looking at me <laughs> because <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right um, so Megan let's talk a little bit about volleyball you tried out again right yeah tell me about that experience and how it was different this year having been through and already being you know been on the team did you feel 
Um, so I stopped playing volleyball because it made me really sad when I was playing it. Like I got really depressed and mm. I, every time I thought about it, I just wanted to cry and break down. So I stopped playing, but I only played the school season because my parents paid for a club and I didn't want to like disappoint them by not trying out for the team. So I did play, but I let myself like kind of relax and like not put that much pressure on myself to like be the best because mm-hmm. I was not going to play anymore. I knew that I wasn't going to play anymore. So I didn't want to put all of my time and effort into it if I didn't think I was going to do it anymore. So yeah. What do you do you know why or what was it about it that made you not really enjoy it anymore? I don't know. I feel like I really liked it when it wasn't the competitive side of it cuz I am a competitive person, but not that much when it comes to sports cuz I just want to play it for the fun of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it got really competitive. And also the group of people in the volleyball, like, air, like, volleyball team. people yeah, the team. aren't very yeah. toxic to be around. Like, some people aren't. Like, I had a lot of friends on the team. But then some people just, like, made you feel bad about yourself. So, um, yeah. That's not great. Now, it's interesting. We have um, a family member that is swimming and, um, like, a relative. And, you know, I think her dream was to swim on that team and to be part of it and now she's doing that and it's not really what she thought it was going to be and I don't know if it's the same for guys but Um, yeah it's more of a like for guys it's it's a family like Mm -hmm. I I don't know depending on sports or sport but for basketball it was a family and for soccer it's it was definitely a family so I think it's very different Yeah, it's almost like... Girls are definitely way more toxic to each other than guys are. Like, kind of pitted against each other versus, like, you're a group, like, a unit together. Like, I feel like it really also depends on the sport, because my sister does cross-country, and she's like, oh, Uh, it's a family, like, everyone is... Everyone looks out for each other. (laughs) This is that group. Yeah. (laughs) Those runners. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I think that's true, and that's, like, a co-ed... Isn't that, like, the Mm -hmm. one co-ed team sport? Yeah, they made the states this year. I know. Mm -hmm. Pretty good. Um, I mean, that's too bad. Do you feel like, um, in that situation, do you feel like you're sort of powerless to change it? And so, you know, you then had to say, well, I guess I have to quit because I can't, I'm not going to be able to change the dynamic by myself. Um, kind of, yeah. Like, I just felt like I couldn't change what they were doing, so I wasn't going to change myself to fit in with them. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So now, do you have something in its place, not necessarily sports-wise, but have you said, you know, okay, that that was something that I was really involved in, and that was sort of an, to um, take its place? I do a lot more, like, um, charity stuff. So yeah. there's a pet store, at, like, near Giant, like, the mm-hmm. Colorado area. Yeah. So I volunteer there every Wednesday, <gasps> and I get to play with the cats, and it's really fun. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah, me and my sisters all do that. So. Oh, that's nice. Um, now let's talk about you a little bit in sports mm. because you had a big change where yeah. you played basketball last year, you didn't this year. So talk a little bit about that decision. I mean, I, I oh, did. you are playing. I am playing, but yeah. okay, we'll, we'll we'll go to that. Okay, so because I think that was a hard decision. So talk about so yeah, I you know basketball was a lot of pressure because I was I was naturally pretty good at it, but I didn't really work at it hard. So I mean, when I didn't like. It got to a point or level where I, you know, I, I could compete, but I wouldn't be the top. I mean, I wasn't the top last year, but I was, you know, I was decent last year. I could keep up. This year, I feel like I would make the team, but I wouldn't get any touches on the ball, which would kind of be a waste of time. Go to practice, you know, six days a week and not play. 
that kind of was my final decision on why not to play basketball. But I, I am still playing. I'm playing at rec league, which is fun because, you know, I get to be with my friends and, you know, just chill out and, you know, joke around and have fun and play sports, which I haven't done in a long time. I've played, you know, mostly competitive, like really high-level competitive, which is kind of nice to take a break and, you know, have fun and, you know, kind of be the best. It's kind of fun. <laughs> it's kind of fun. What a surprise, yeah, that you would like to be the best. So um, I just remember, though, that was, like you were anguishing a lot about that choice. I was stressed about it, And yeah. I think um, feeling like... Especially because, you know, you have... I have three friends that are really good at basketball that are like, Yo, you gotta try out. Yeah. Like you gotta like it's like you gotta try I'm like, I'm I i do not know if I'm gonna try out. It's like yeah. just come to the green day, just come to the green day. I'm like, I don't I don't think I want to. So yeah. I mean there's a lot of self conflict in there. So Yeah, and I think for both of you what I, I really like about what you're saying is that you kinda have to know yourself and know what those boundaries are or those reasons and then stay true to that because then and did you feel relief like when you had made that choice, Megan? Like you were like, yeah, this is not good for me, or this is like, and you had said, I'm I'm not really gonna do this. Was that like liberating? Did that feel like a burden had been lifted? Yeah, it really did. Like I was a lot happier, and like I was just in a better place after I decided to stop playing volleyball. So, yeah, yeah. And I think with you, like that was such a hard choice, but then the whole rec thing came up, and now you're like having a blast with it. Yeah. So. You don't always know what the outcome will be when you make the choice, but then the substitute or whatever else comes along could be a really cool thing. Um, it's really fun. I would say for kids that play sport and maybe you're, you know, tapping out in terms of your experience level or it, like it is too much competitively or whatever, like going back to rec, like they're having so much fun with it and there's no pressure and I don't know, it's been a kind of a fun, it's been fun to watch you guys play. Yeah. What about yeah? Let's go to let's go to um, driving. Woo! <laughs> because I it's so funny. So even when you guys were babies, right? Yeah. As as parents, people that have kids older than you are always telling you like tips and tricks, or like oh to get them to sleep through the night, or oh to do this, or oh to, right, and like mm-hmm. feed them this, or here's a great babysitter, or whatever. It's your people are always swapping like advice and stories on how to take care of your kids. Nobody talks about nobody talked with me about teaching kids how to drive and how stressful it is and how terrifying it is and so and and I will say for me personally one of the things I did very well out of the gate there's lots of things I haven't but I'm a really good driver I've always been a really good driver it came like super naturally to me so I just assumed that like everyone is a really good driver and so we got in the car the first time and you are now you're a very good driver uh, looking at Luke he can't see me but in the beginning it was terrifying even getting out of this neighborhood I thought we were going to take out three or four cars yeah it was scary so tell me she's over exaggerating please (laughs) sometimes sometimes she gets like so scared that I literally have to brush it off and keep driving like I'm on 28 right and the lanes are pretty tight and narrow and she's like it's over to get over to left. I'm like, I'm not getting over to left. Or I'm gonna crash. So I mean, you can be scared all you want. I, I'm gonna have to keep driving. That was probably our worst exchange. And there were like other people in the car because there were. I, I wasn't doing anything wrong. It was you a car little, tour. You were leaning right. Oh, we're not you going were leaning to this. right. We're not going into this because I'm right. I was the one driving. I looked. I'm right on this one. I'm sorry, but yeah, I mean, at the beginning it was pretty scary, especially with you know her. Because when she was scared, I got scared. Like, when they're hugging the side of the door, it was not easy. 
But I will give my mom some credit. Oh, oh yeah, I'm getting credit. So the first three, like three months, I'd say it was mostly you, you, and then hold on, I'll lock me. You tell the story. So the first three months, it was pretty much my mom taking me around, and you know, God bless her. I mean, I wasn't the best driver out the gate, <laughs> and I know it was kind of. Thank scary. you for that. Absolutely. I appreciate that. Absolutely. So then the three months goes over, and then pop, dad. <laughs> Starts to, you know, take me out. And, you know, I'm all, I'm already a pretty good driver. He's just, you know, correcting little, you know, problems, which you you kind of just yelled at me for everything. No, I'm just kidding. But, you I know, did. he corrected the little problems, and he he's just a little bit more calm than you were. Yeah. So it made me more calm, and I think he developed me a little bit, like, as a driver. You developed me more, but he developed <laughs> me a little bit. There's, like, a no-win for you. <laughs> You're lucky he's not sitting here. Oh, yeah. Here's the thing I would say. Like, he's very methodical. So when he first drive was driving with you, he was like, we will stay in the neighborhood only. Mm-hmm. Right? For, like, and it was, like, my third month driving. I'm like, yeah. I'm not going then out Then he was like, now we're, like, all the things he did with him, I had already done with him. It was the lane switching and the busy roads where we needed, right? Let's, so. let's get this. Let's get, I've been on, I've been everywhere now. I've been, I've been in the mountains. I've been in the city. I've been on 66. I've, I've got it down pat. Right. And she still can't. She's still freaking out. Like I, I don't say. Get it. I wouldn't say down pat. Let's go to you, man. Oh, we are down <laughs> pat. We are down pat with the driving now. What about you? Do you just get your permit? Yeah, I got it like maybe a month ago. So. And how's that going for you? I don't like driving. Really? <laughs> yeah. I'm like I'm okay at it. Like I'm not the worst, but I just I get so nervous. <laughs> like I'm like clutching oh, yeah. the steering wheel, and I just. Like, whenever my mom's like, come on, Megan, let's go drive. I'm like, maybe not. Like, why don't you just, you take this one? <laughs> I just don't want to do it. What about the freedom, though? So the thing that, for me, that was the, it was like, oh, oh this is like, for, I'll, this I'll be free and can go anywhere I want if I learn how to do this. I can force my sister to drive me places. <laughs> so, I don't have to worry about that. That's I wonder so how funny. Scott will be. I know. He thinks he's going to be horrible. He's our middle one. Um, you think he said he's going to be Yeah, he's like, I I don't know if we should record that, but yeah, he's like, I think I'm going to be horrible. That's what I said. Before really? I was like, I'm going to be so bad, like, I'm already tell. everyone's fear, you know, like, before. What was I going to say? You said, you think every, I think that's the thing. Everyone's scared and nervous. Yeah, everyone's You like, kind of have to push through it. It's not even like. I mean, I was scared, obviously, but like, once I actually got on the road and I was behind, I was like, I was scared that I just go right into a car. Which now, yeah. now you're in a car and you're like, I'm never going to... Yeah, the brakes work. Like I'm Sometimes I'm afraid you're going to go right into a car. <laughs> oh, you are. But I would have stopped. She thinks I have no common sense. <laughs> oh I didn't God. like take drivers there or anything. I, had, I like knew nothing. I forgot where the brake... Or which one was the brake and which one was the gas. Like, I didn't even know that when I started driving. And so I didn't know that you had to like keep your foot on the brake or the car would start rolling forward. So like, the first time in the car, I was like... Why is it going? Like, I'm not touching the pedal. Like, why is it, yeah. what is happening? And I was so scared. Are your parents pretty patient and calm? My mom or? is, but I was, when my sister was learning how to drive, my dad was with her at one point, and I never want to drive with my dad because he's so scary. He, like, yells. Your dad is scary. <laughs> he's not. He's so nice. But I think as a dad, yeah, like, he's, he's super good t- with other things, but then driving, it's just, like, he expects you to know how to do everything. I'm like, I don't know how to do any of this. Like, yeah. But the funny thing is, you think I'm bad, but like, you know, one of my friends, you know, the first time she uh, got in a car, she used the pedal and the gas at the same time, jammed both of them because she got scared because her mom was yelling at her and ran right into the garage. The first time she's stepped in a car. So if you want, like, <laughs> want to talk about being bad, 
Never come to me. <laughs> I am a great driver. No, I think why I just think it's so funny and the reason I wanted to bring it up is like I feel like it's not thing a thing people talk about a lot. Yeah, I mean, and it's like it is super nerve wracking. And then I, it's like as a parent, I see my own issues with control. Like I'm, I'm, I guess I'm a huge control freak because it's it is like you're not the one handling the situation. Mm-hmm. So it's. <laughs> And I have found the worst is if we're all in the car and I'm in the back and his dad's in the front, then I'm like a, I'm a real head case because I can't depend on your dad to teach you appropriately and yet I'm in the back and now you have two people yelling at you. Yeah. How's that? I, I'm not even going to lie. I zone both of you out. And just do you? Yeah, yeah. Probably a good thing. Um, all right. So next time we talk, we'll have a report that you're going to be like driving all over the place. Yeah. You're gonna... <laughs> Yeah, you're like, are you in driver's ed now? No, I do that in the fourth quarter. I guess they do that by birthday. Mm-hmm. They must yeah, do it that depends by birthday, right? One, uh, Jack was got it first, and yeah. then is now just getting his permit, so I mean, it depends oh, on it's not really like I don't think it does. I feel like it mostly is. Mostly is, but there's some oddballs, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So before we were talking about extracurricular, I don't know how comfortable, I mean, you'll be fine probably talking about this, but mm-hmm. like, um, you're in choir. Yeah. And, um... And I love that he's in choir, and so I'm sure he does it in part to please me because you guys like to please your parents, which is nice. Um, but sometimes maybe at the expense of what you really want to do, right, because you're trying to be, yeah, you know, I get that. So I'm curious, um, we've talked about this a little bit, but I think it'd be great for this discussion, which is like that's, you know, there's talking about those groups of people and then there's certain judgments or stereotypes, right, if yeah. you're in band or if you're in choir or if you're doing X. So for you, being an athlete and having the group of the friends that you do, um, how is it? Do you feel pressure? Mm, the Okay, so yeah. I got a big save because my friend also does, not choir, but he does orchestra. So, I mean, it's like if I get in front of, then he also gets me in front of. So it kind of evens it out and makes... You know, but they do make fun of you. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> like, But I can take it. Yeah. I mean, I'm five foot six in <laughs> ninth or 10th grade. So, I mean, I, I take a lot of, you know... Stuff, but I can I can take it. I'm not, you know, I'm not gonna get mad about it. Um, but you know, there there is some stuff I'd rather be taking. So I mean, so for chorus, I I, I want to go ask Patrick because you know he probably knows better than I do. And I was like, can you not look at my foot? He knows better than I do. So I was like, so Patrick, should I should I keep going with chorus or should I take AP? Patrick's his older cousin who graduated last year. Yeah. So that's- so I, I asked if I should take choir or AP environmental science, which I would be taking physics and environmental science. So senior year, I would I would be able to choose what type of science I want, or even if I, I don't even know if I have to take science. Yeah, that would be four sciences, so I wouldn't have to take a science senior year. So I he was like, so what do you, do you like choir? I was like, yeah, I like choir. I mean, it's, it's nice, it's a little bit of an outlet. It's sometimes annoying though because of the teacher. He was like, yeah, 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 I, I know. So. <laughs> But he said, college is like follow through. So if you can do choir all four years, they're gonna be happy with that. So I was like, oh, I'll do choir. So it's good to have that advice. Yeah. So I mean, you've even talked about maybe doing something this summer. Yeah, econ. Econ's a mandatory class that Mm -hmm. is like a two week curriculum, but they span it over a year if you take it during school. Yeah, I took it over the summer last year. You did? Yeah, it was really easy. Yeah. How many oh. how many days did you take it for? Was it was like a month or It's a month, but you can really do it in one day. So. <laughs> Are you kidding me? No, you can do it in one day. 
How? Um, is it all self-paced? Like it's, it's all self-paced, and you just um, there are like four tests that you have to take, and you can just take them, um, in one day. So, yeah, that's what I did. Perfect. All right, there we go. We figured that out. Bingo. <laughs> So about that though, because when we've talked about this before, I mean, I think I know you. You. I like, think the development of online school is coming though. What? Like, so you know how we have snow days now, right? I think in two or three years, maybe I don't think we're gonna have snow days. I think it's gonna be all online. Teachers are gonna figure out, hey, we have classroom now, so we're gonna make the classes online, and we'll just have class all day for school for for snow days. I think they're going to take away the snow days. Oh, really? Yeah. That's what I think is going to happen. I hope to be out of school before that happens. Well, yeah. the thing yeah. is, you have yeah, to yeah. think that not every house has. That is That's true. true. So get more but rural. The school, the school computers. Oh. Yeah. So, I mean. The one-to-one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The only advantage to that is they take all, like, 15 days of June out of the school year. So, because I think they they added like thirteen some days, and we have like twenty three yeah. so days. Yeah. We only that used like happen. six in the last past four or five years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of ridiculous. So I mean, I don't really know what I want, because maybe we have a huge snowstorm, but we just have to do school all day. <laughs> but then again, the fact that you're even playing this out, like if my oh, I'm all, all playing, I'm all playing it out in my head. That's what I do, and then. I don't know. I just, I don't know. I just Can feel... we get back to the choir pressure? Yeah, go ahead. All right. I just want to ask you because I think it's important that people know that you get people give you a hard time, but you're still doing it. Yeah. And that you're putting up with it. Yeah. Because I think some people don't can't handle the pressure. So they cave and they do what everyone else is doing. Yeah. So what makes you be able to do that? I don't know. I just I'm able to do it. I know. I can take you know, you could take a lot of. I take a lot of teasing. Teasing, yeah. That's another word. You... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's not do that. Let's uh, keep it PG. Yeah, PG or even G. Okay. Um. So is there any situation in which you feel? What would you say is the area that you feel like most insecure about when it comes to either the academic or the social? You say that again. <laughs> I'm. I said, what is the area that you feel probably most insecure about? Uh, uh, sports. What? So, like, soccer. Choir and soccer, that's the most. Because, like, if my soccer team, for, like, they, I think they know I do choir, but... Oh, you mean, like, okay, that's not okay. What I meant, like... Wait. You mean, where do you feel the most pressure? Yeah. About doing... You said, where do I feel most insecure about yeah. socially, right? Oh, Okay. So in choir you feel it? No, no, not not in choir. Like when I'm playing sports and like I have to carry my like I have to carry my choir uniform around. That's like probably the the worst of the worst that I can imagine. That that's pretty embarrassing. Not embarrassing, but more of like I'm gonna get torn up for that and I'll be able to take it, but it's, it's still, still not not, you know, ideal. I don't wanna really wanna get torn up. <laughs> and I'm you know. Do you I have take... anything like this where you feel like if I were to ask you the same question, because it may not be in the same way. Like, if you're thinking about it socially or academically, where do you kind of feel most exposed? Or where do you feel like you wish you had more confidence? Uh, um, the only thing I can really think of is I don't take honors math. Like, that's, I think that's the only non-honors class that I take. Because I'm not that good at math, and I'm not, I don't want to get, like, a 
C in a class that I know I could get an A in if I just went down a level. Mm-hmm. So like all of my friends take honors math and they always talk about it and they expect that I'm in honors math and then I'm like I'm not in honors. <laughs> They're always like talking about it like they think that I am in it and and they know that I'm not in honors but they still talk to me about it and it's kind of annoying because they... does it make you kind of feel bad? Yeah, it makes me like... kind of feel like they think that I'm not smart and mm. so yeah. It's interesting how, like, I, and I'm curious, like, as you guys mature, like, everyone has things, right? So it just sort of changes as you... I think a good example of what she said is, like, language. I feel like languages, some people can grasp it better than others. Yeah. So I'm in, like, German 3 right now, and it's just, I don't know. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in the middle. I can speak it, and I can comprehend it, but I can't speak it and comprehend it as well as others. Yeah. And, you know, I'm around people that are really good at it, so it's sometimes kind of hard. Like, sometimes we'll just be out in public, and they'll just start speaking German. Yeah, they're weird. <laughs> I know. They'll just, and it, they'll be speaking it really fast, and, like, they know what they're talking about. So it's hard to grasp, but, I mean, that's the only thing. Well, and I think this brings up the point of, like, comparing, and I talk about this with them all oh, the yeah. time, and they get mad at me, but I do think comparing yourself to others, like, it's such a... Like, everyone does it, and it's really common when you're your age, like in high school. I think the trap is making sure that it doesn't impact your choices or make you do so- not do something that you want to do because you're so worried about comparing yourself, you know? So when that happens with the German thing, I think part of it is, like, being able to just say, like, I know what I'm good at. Skin, yeah. yeah, like, I think that's a big thing about, I mean, it just takes a while to get there, but you start to realize, like, these are the things I'm really good at. And I'm and I'm I'm maybe better at it than someone else. Yeah. And then these are the things that maybe I'm not fully like an expert on, and that's okay because other people can have expertise too. Mm-hmm. But I get it like competitively, right? And for you academically. Mm-hmm. I'm in Spanish three, and it that's good because everyone in Spanish has no idea what's going on, so we're all at the same <laughs> level. <laughs> so there are like a select few that can understand what's happening, but they're like already fluent or like. Yeah, I've worked Part, that a lot. Wait, yeah, and, and they are in Spanish three, and they like understand everything that's going on. But then, like everyone that I know that's in Spanish that like took like Spanish one in middle school or whatever, no one has any idea what's going on. In those so then classes. you feel like comfort in the mm-hmm. like misery that nobody knows what's up. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it gets really awkward in German. Really? Oh yeah. <laughs> so we'll do this thing called Deutschland, where it's just straight German the entire day. Like all you can do is talk to talk German. Talk to German. You can't talk in English, and you have he'll that he'll yeah. ask that he'll ask a bunch of like well, we just got we're getting into the unit of politics, so he's asking us like who we'd vote for and stuff like that and why we vote for him. So very like in depth questions mm-hmm. at like German four level. He's just trying to get us ready, and I mean some people just I mean, that's don't, hard. don't even know what's going on, yeah. mm-hmm. and he'll be like so uh, so like Eric not Eric. Right. Eric, it's not you, I promise. <laughs> it's like more of selective individuals will be like, Eric, and then it'll just, you know, be silent. Oh, like, and then straight. You feel bad and then I feel person. like so bad. And yeah. you know, like people that are like covering up, covering up for laughing. No. It's hard. It's hard. Oh. Especially when some people are at the level that like they understand and they have an answer ready to click go. And then the people that don't, and it's just silent, and he has to like literally say the sentence out loud for them and then they have to just kind of repeat it to them. I mean, it's, it's pretty awkward, but you know, German. So I mean, <laughs> well, languages. and in that class too, you're like 
you're typically having to talk in front of people in a different language, right? So that I can't even present in English. Right. <laughs> Why am I supposed to present in German? Remember, so when we talked to Dan, the I was telling you guys from Duke, when I asked him um, about developmentally for the athletes, like what are some of the things they see, he said, you know, one of the things that is sort of like consistent is no, no. He said about being people being embarrassed. Like that fear of embarrassment, whatever that is, drives a lot of behavior. So if you can kind of get over that and know that you're going to fail and that you're going to mess up and you're going to, you know, you will be embarrassed. But he said that is a great inhibitor of performance. So I think that was interesting because I think that plays out in a lot of different ways, not just in sports, you know. I am curious, and it's kind of a weird segue, but I just thought of it. I think it was in... Um, it was like a couple of months ago, it was late in the afternoon, and I was downtown or close to being downtown, and there was uh, all these text messages coming in about a shooting at your school. This was something that was happening at your high school. <laughs> um, and there was like helicopters, and oh, there was a whole yeah. thing. It was right after school. I remember mm-hmm. that. And so it made me think about, like for you guys and your generation, um, because certainly it was not as much of an issue. Like, how much do you worry about that, about sort of violence at school or being in that type of kind of active shooter situation? I'm not very scared of it. I'm not that scared, but, like, sometimes I'll, like, think about, like, what I would do if that happens. Mm-hmm. Cause, like, I'll watch some videos. I'm not even kidding. Like, you, just, like, like from, yeah. like, former, like, SEAL people, like, they'll just mm-hmm. post it online. They'd be like, if, it, if there's a school shooting, this is what you do. And he gives us, like, insightful information, so it's like, if you... But there's, like, there's, like, there's, like, three stages of it. It's, like, running, fighting, Do they do anything else. in your school about it? Oh, it's, like, it's, it's running, fighting, and hiding. So it's, like, you, if you have a chance to run, run. If you, right. like, if he's near you, you're gonna hide. And then, if you gotta fight, then you gotta fight, like, it's your life. And you, like, if you need to knock the guy out or kill the right, guy. Like, run, fight, I think it is that. Yeah. Do they give you training or anything? Do they talk about it? Not no, really. not really. No. Not I don't think they've ever mentioned it. Yeah. Like, so after that thing happened, which actually was not an active shooter, it was just two kids got in a fight and then it, whatever. Yeah. Um, did anybody say anything about it the next day? Was there any uh, type There was of... an announcement from the principal. And what'd mm-hmm. they say? I don't remember yeah. off the top of my head. They are just like, oh, it wasn't anything. Like, I feel like that's just... Yeah. They just like, explained don't worry about it. like yeah. that was an incident. That's, and, I think, a big problem, too. It's yeah. like... the. The school doesn't tell us what happens. Like, it, mm-hmm. like it's very, uh, just go on. Like, we have to act like a huge fight just broke out. No one knows what's going on, if we feel safe, safe or not. And they're like, they're, the school's like, ah, it's, it's just another day. Don't worry about it. Just walk mm-hmm. on. It's, 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 you know, it's hard for, like, it's not, I wouldn't say, I think it's harder for some students than others. But, yeah. You know, it was interesting. We were at church one day, and um, oh, that was so this scary. is pretty scary. So we're, which is weird, right? You're at church. So we're, it's like totally quiet. We're all standing there. It was pretty packed. It was like a really crowded service or whatever. And we heard this like really loud banging. Like it was someone, what we found out later was like someone banging on a door really loud. But for a split second, it was like, I thought that's a gunshot. Like it was the strangest. And all of us, I was with all of them and um, we all had the same feeling like we all kind of thought the same thing and like we talked about it later but it was so loud and so immediate and just because of the environment and how it happens now it's so random when it happens for like a split second we were like 
oh, this is how we're going, is in this church at this service. Right? I mean, it's not a bad way to go, but... Right. Yeah, that's I mean, true. It was um, scary, right? Yeah, it was freaky, and you could tell everyone in the it church was... like, was, I, I mean, you, you would have either they You could hear that. a pin drop. Yeah. Like, in, everyone was just looking around at each other, like, what? Like, even the priest was like, what is going on? Right. So, I mean, we just took a, like, a moment of silence, and then... And then we just, yeah. And no one ever said anything, and it was never, yeah. like, discussed, or but it was freaky. It ended up being that door thing. Switching gears, here's the other question that's um, that I'm curious about. So you, you guys know that I am passionate about soft skills development and yeah. communication and how I believe that, you know, for people that are, um, like, for youth and, and those that are less experienced in the workforce, like, there's such critical skills. And we'll, you both kindly came to, well, you've been through two of them, I think, um, mm-hmm. and at two workshops around communication and the art of conversation communication and influence and first impressions, and I know I'm getting there. Luke has been really helpful and has actually come and helped me when I've done them um, a lot. And I think you've been to almost everyone. So you should be an expert communicator. He's like, is nodding. So I am curious because, you know, I have my view of it, but from your perspective, is there anything from those workshops that you learn? I'm gonna start with you. Um, just because I'm curious and I know more from him, but is there anything that you found helpful or anything that you use um, from from those workshops or you know in our discussions about that? Um, I find it really easy, or I find it a lot easier to like introduce myself to people and like just being able to go up and talk to someone. I feel like that helped me with being able to do that. And some of the things that we talked about with that were just using open-ended questions, mm-hmm. right? And just being able to start a conversation and be able to ask follow-up questions that get people to talk. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what about for you? I mean, uh, you've been through it so much yeah. now. I am curious, like... The three main things that I take away are, especially because I'm an athlete, the handshake, the open-ended question, and the body language. Oh, so, like, yeah. being able to introduce yourself to a, you know, like a college coach once you go to a combine... You gotta shake their hands, look them right in the eyes, and you have, and uh, you know, ask them questions like, "What what is it like in the life of being at Duke or like something like that?" Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the body language, just you know, it, it really tells you like if they're ready to talk. Like or, how you yeah, carry how yourself. You carry yourself. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I mean, what about work? Like, what about talking with teachers, or using it? In... Just body language with teachers, pretty much. I think body mm-hmm. language and using your charm. It's the best. <laughs> You're some sort of charm. You have charm. And and doing. <laughs> I'm just. I'm so mean on your birthday. <laughs> no, but I think that's like. I think we talked a little bit about this, but. We are. How long should you hold a conversation? Like, should you ask like three open-ended questions and then cut it, or, because I, you know, you don't want to drag a conversation out too long, but I don't know the right amount of time. Yeah, I think it's a great question, and. So it really depends on the situation. If you're meeting someone for the first time and it's just like a quick introduction, then I would say, you know, one or two follow-up questions. So the thing that I think we did, um, Megan, with one of your groups with the Charity League was the, what do you say to someone when you meet them, Mm -hmm. right? Is that what you were talking about when you said, was that the piece that was helpful? Yeah. Like, and tell, do you remember what some of the things were that we, like, you don't have to do it here, but just what were some of the things that we talked about? Like, if someone were to say, oh, hi, Megan, tell me a little bit about yourself. What are some of the things that we did that helps you create that statement? 
Um, so, I don't remember exactly, because yeah. it was a while ago. Yeah. It but it, people were talking about, like, making, like, connections and, like, things that you had in common with other with the person that you were talking with. Yes. So. Absolutely. Complimenting them. Yes. Mm-hmm. Complimenting them. Things in common. And then just being able to say, and it takes time to say it to where you feel comfortable, but, you know, I'm, I'm Megan, I'm, I'm a sophomore, I'm really interested in these three things and you know kind of in my free time I do a b and c right just gives you something to say so that it's not that sort of awkward thing I think with the coaches and the soccer I think having a couple of questions for those coaches that are about their program um and the do you guys remember what open-ended what makes an open-ended question like not yes or no not yes or no questions or answers yeah so Mm -hmm. words like what how and why, right? So those are really helpful. Isn't why defensive though? So you it know, can be. It can be kind of like, can I kind of can put people. Like, why do you do that? Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So yeah, that one you kind of use sparingly. It depends on the situation. Okay, so we're wrapping up and I want to ask you a couple of wrap-up questions. All right, let's do it. Okay. The first is, what are you most excited about when you think ahead either to the rest of this year or next year until we meet again like what are some of the things that you're most looking forward to driving Driving. yes yes for you it's driving yeah I was thinking more like next school year my sister is gonna or my younger sister is gonna come up to the high school so all of my sisters are gonna be in the same school oh how cool is that and that's like the first time since like elementary school that we're all together so I can harass her so that's gonna be fun yes (laughs) so yeah and you don't have to be yeah so you'll get to have the younger one there that you can Mm -hmm. boss around exactly oh that's awesome you guys won't all be in there no we won't be in Scott for one year one year yeah um, what else besides driving? Anything? No, I'm not really looking forward to school. I'm not going to lie to you. It's going to be a hard it's year. It's going to be a very hard year. What about working? Oh, I uh, really want a job. Yeah. yeah once cool. I can drive myself, I want to get like an actual job because I babysit and I babysat over the summer, but like I want like a real job. I, w- I mean, I want a so. job, but I'm also scared I'm not going to have time for it because, you know, I'm pretty much gone all of June. And then July, I'll probably have, you know, I still want to hang out with my friends over the summer, too. But, I mean, that won't really it work. I'll probably work early. Not early, but, like, you know, from 12 to 4. You need some funds, brother. I know. <laughs> right? I know. I think it'd be good. I think that's the other thing I would say. The earlier you can, like, you're already doing the volunteer stuff at the pet store. And then mm-hmm. you're, like, the job thing, having that experience even now is really helpful. Um, yeah. It just really helps lay a foundation for when you want to work in later after high school and even college. You're a mess. Um, you're a mess. You're a mess. Okay, and here's the other part. Ready? Yeah. We did this last time. What advice, and really put some thought into it, what advice would you give your freshman self? My so, freshman self? Yeah, so last time we talked about what advice would you give your eighth grade self. Mm-hmm. And now, looking back, you went through your whole freshman year. You guys talked a lot about some of the things you were nervous about, scared about. What would you say now that you're halfway into your sophomore year, looking back, if people are going into their freshman year, what advice would you give them? Be Forgive more, yourself, even. Um, be more confident in your ability. Yeah. Like, don't doubt yourself. And, you know, do, you know, yeah. do what you do. I would say try. be open to possibilities, like, to 
um, well, experiences. Because, like, last year, I, like, didn't do a lot of things because I was like, oh, maybe I won't like it, I won't have fun, or, like, and then I just didn't do some things that I really should have done. So I would, I wish that I could, like, go back and, like, do those things. Mm -hmm. Like, take advantage of opportunities. Say yes more. Mm -hmm. Would you say the same, say yes more? Or you said, I'm sorry, I put words in your mouth. You said just be more confident. Be more confident, yeah, and you know, maybe put a little bit more effort. Mm. Yeah, I didn't put a lot of effort in last year. Socially, I did. Academically, I did not. So, yeah, and just about that, is that because... I didn't get D's and F's last year, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm making it sound like I got D's and F's. I did not. No, but I think, and I think it's really important that you said once you did well, it felt good and then you wanted to do better right yeah. and maybe last year some of those classes it was really hard to feel like you could excel do you think that had or do you think it was just you weren't as motivated? it was a mind barrier I don't think it was like your own mind barrier yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I hear that a lot actually with um, freshman boys that like in high school that it's a hard year like they just we just adapting it's right a big change assimilating yeah and you go from being, like, you, you know, both of you, like, well, you, it was, like, a smaller school situation, right? Like, where you're, you're junior high, like, it was... My school was really big, actually. Was it? Yeah. I personally think, everyone who went to my middle school thinks that it's, that my middle school was harder than high school, because they you put still a lot, feel like yeah, that? They the AP. Yeah. yeah. The AP really. Like, I don't know. I feel like... So far, high school has been really easy for me, but I feel like it's all going to change. Like, I just feel like I shouldn't get used to it because I don't want to, like, get used to Patrick was – I mean, Patrick didn't have to try at all. Well, yeah. I know. What am I going to say? He's naturally smart. No, that's not what I'm going to say. Oh, please. Oh, I'm very interested to hear this time. I feel like it's very easy to assume that you don't know how hard people are working. You can make assumptions. So he lies about how hard he works. Stop. I'm not <laughs> saying that. God, you're such a, like... A good, you know... Arguer. You've got to go d- join the debate team. I mean, it's actually a winter sport. I cannot do that. <laughs> you can do it now. Okay. No, I just think that, like, you just... I think it's a big thing. People make assumptions, especially... Like, we know... Um, we know you talked earlier about a friend that um, has a certain goal about where they want to go to school, and I've seen that that friend make choices where he's had to say I don't I can't do X because I'm working on some sort of homework or a class or so freak out so I'm just saying that be careful to assume that other people have this easy ride and that they're not having some sort of stress or having to work at things I mean so it's natural though yes I, I agree with that just careful because yeah, if you assume that everybody else has it easy and they don't have to work, that is just another way to make yourself feel bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And thank you guys so much for coming and for participating. Is there anything that I should have asked and I didn't that you think people would benefit? If it's you and you're listening, what would you want to hear? Ooh, that's a good question. Interesting. Wait, if you're interviewing another teenager? Yes. What would you mm-hmm. want to hear? Maybe more of like their, like, you know, out of school, like, summer, like, adventures almost. Like, you know, where they've been and, like, what it would, like, be. Like, because you didn't really ask us any, like, you know, like, traveling questions. Like, how maybe, you know, how they visited, like, Europe and how uh, their culture was different or something, you know. Uh-huh. Coming from a teenager's perspective. So, like, you know, 
I don't know, I like out-of-country experiences. That would be a good question. I know Megan's had a lot of out-of-country experiences. Do you remember them? Yeah, for the most part. Where were you guys? Uh, Japan. My dad was in the Marines, and we were stationed in Japan for three years. And I got a lot of experiences with, like, other cultures. And I got to travel a lot of places. And I'm really thankful for that, because it, like, really sparked my, like, ambition to, like, travel the world and see everything that I can. So... Does it make you more creative? I guess. Like, I feel like I'm open to more things than I would be if I stayed here my entire life. Because, like, this is a really diverse area, but, like, I feel like living in a different country, you get better, um, like, a worldview that's, Mm -hmm. you can see other people's experiences. Yeah. So, yeah. And then also, um, do you, are you an adventurous eater? I know we're back to yeah. food again. But I think, like, growing up, right, in a different culture, like, yeah. I, like, and you had experienced all those tastes early on. Do you love, like, will you kind of eat anything? Will you try anything? Yeah, I've tried frog legs before, <gasps> so I'll basically eat. Frog legs? It tastes like chicken, but I wouldn't eat it again. I've heard that. I've heard that. I don't think I would want to eat it again, but it was, like, a weird chicken. Like, you would be, like, if someone told you it was chicken, you would be, like, okay, it's like some vegetarian chicken stuff. Yeah, like, stuff. yeah. Like, like a replacement, know. a yeah. chicken replacement. But it's like trying to make chicken wings without chicken. It just doesn't <laughs> mm-hmm. make sense. So where have you traveled that you'd like to talk about? What is one of the best places? Like, what's your favorite place that we've gone to that we've traveled to? I know we haven't got any international yet. We are going this summer, but yeah. But where where have we gone that you really enjoyed? You know, I would say Oregon, but I don't remember as much as I do Wyoming. Wyoming was beautiful, or Maine. I mean, we've been. We loved Maine. Uh, Maine was beautiful. I mean, the best part of Maine was it was like the summer, so you know. <laughs> but it was the water. <laughs> the water was colder up in Maine, so <laughs> I liked it way there. <laughs> we gotta end this. This is going. Okay, to, yeah, we're gonna end it. Right. Thank bad. you guys. Love you both. Goodbye. Thank you, Megan and Luke. I can't wait for us to meet again next year. Thanks for all of the honesty and guidance. Be more confident. I think we can all keep working at that. (laughs) A huge thank you to all of our listeners who continue to support and listen to this podcast. As a reminder, if you like this discussion, please subscribe and rate Relatable. Leave us comments and reviews and check out our webpage at TeresaFreemanAssociates.com. Relatable is sponsored by Teresa Freeman Associates. You can follow us on Twitter or Instagram. We also have a TFA Facebook page. Until next time, this is Teresa Freeman with Relatable.